Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, and we have a great show on the way for you today, diving into lots of important and intriguing topics. If you are anywhere in the Tri-City area, hope you enjoy today's program because uh, I think we're going to have some really good details to give you and uh, try to help you help you understand how to best prepare for your retirement and your financial future. Uh, we'll give you some details on what we're going to talk about in a few minutes, but let's start with hellos. First of all, Kevin, how are you, my friend? What's going on? I'm doing good, Walter. You know, we're in the tail of summer here. We're starting to get into the beginning of summer. I shouldn't say the tail of summer and rush it, right? Yeah, please don't rush but it. You, we just literally yeah. started. I, I just finally went for my first morning run of the year today. Nice. And it was like, okay, I'm not freezing this morning. So this this feels good. The, 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 the muscles are warm to begin the run today. So <laughs> yeah, let's not automatically skip the entire summer morning runs, please. Yeah. Well, I did go buy a brand new used truck. Ah, nice. Ah, so shout out to uh, Alex over that Schaefer Beer Line. Took good care of me. What kind of truck? I bought a Dodge. You know, I'm a Dodge guy. You're a Dodge guy. That's right. I'm a Dodge guy. Yeah. So I got to pull, you know, I got to pull my my boats down the road so I can go do my fishing stuff. And then, of course, I had to take it to, now, I I don't know if you like shiny cars, Walter. Shiny cars? Yeah. If you know, keep them up, waxed types of things. Yeah. I've got, uh, I mean, I don't get into it super, super detailed, but I I, I do have like one of those car wash memberships so that I can just go all the time and not have to. You know, just, oh, well, I'm, I'm driving by the car wash. Let me pop in and just, you know, knock it out. Yeah. And so, yeah, I like to keep it a washed car. Also kind of yeah. like the mud on there, at least on the truck, because it looks cool, <laughs> too. So, well, uh, let's dive into some financial uh, chatting and talk, shall we? We could talk hunting, fishing, and, and weather and okay, nature let's, the let's entire show if we wanted to, right? <laughs> we should. You know what? One week, Kevin, we should just do a nature show, right? Like we, we just, should, yeah. We'll yeah. scrap all the financial stuff and just have We'll some give fun. everybody tips if they want to go to Colorado where you're at, and then, yeah, we'll give yeah. everybody tips up here in Michigan. I mean, yeah. we kind of already do a little, uh, little mini yeah. version of that each week, yeah. it seems, yeah. here on the show. Uh, so what we've got coming up today, we're going to talk about uh, dad jokes in honor of Father's Day this weekend. Oh, uh, that's right. We've got some dad jokes about money. And so what can good old dad teach us about our finances? Uh, we're going to talk about the qualities of money. There's three important qualities that money has, and we're going to talk about why it's important to understand those qualities. It, that segment is going to apply to literally everybody listening to today's show. So don't tune out uh, before you get to hear a little bit of that. And maybe we'll get to some listener questions before we wrap it all up a little later on. Uh, Kevin, you ready to dive into our dad jokes today? Well, happy Father's Day out there to everybody, and including my own father. Yes, I'm ready. How about you? I'm ready to go. Yep, we've We've got uh, dad jokes with a financial twist, and uh, here's the first one for you. Let's see what underlying financial lessons there are. So, Kevin, where does 007 invest his money? <laughs> well, 007 has to invest in the bond market, doesn't he? Yes, in the bond market. In the bond, yes. Bond yes. Bond, bond, James yes. Bond, yes. yes. That's yes. a good one. I like that. that <laughs> that's not a super bad uh, dad joke. That's a decent joke, I think. That's a decent one. Yeah. yeah. So, I like a joke where you can actually get it, too. You know, it gets tiring when you, someone gives you joke after joke, and you just constantly are like, I don't know, what do you call it? And it's like, you can never get them. I like it when I can get one every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's our lesson there or uh, something well, to take away from that. The lesson here 
is when you when people typically hear bonds, they you know, a lot of people that we talk to and they come in the office, they think it's safe. Safety's there. Well, if we look at last year, 2022, and we look at long-term bonds, like maybe the Vanguard um, long-term bond index, it was down over 20%. Mm. Two zero, Walter, down over 20%. So if you're thinking, hey, I'm going to offset some volatility in my portfolio, and I'm going to load up some bonds, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And what did we know last year, Walter? We've been doing, how many years? You said five years, not too long ago. We've been yeah, we passed this? the five-year mark. Yep. Yes, I'm, I'm going to give you a five-year test. Okay. So why did bonds go down last year? Because, what do you think? Uh, because interest rates went up. Right. Did they announce that ahead of time? Uh, not. I mean, not really, but we kind of yeah. saw it coming at we least. We saw it coming, yeah. yeah. So when those interest rates rose, your bond values went down, and that's exactly what we've seen last year. So the market also went down last year. So if you were thinking, you know, we're going to put some bonds in the portfolio to offset the volatility, in this case, it doesn't work 100% of the time. It works most of the time, they offset it and give you some more diversification and all those other things. But when we know the Fed's talking raising the rates on the on the um, interest rates, we can pretty much bet that those bond markets um, values are going to go down. So don't go down that road. You know what's the alternatives today? Well, you can get CD rates as high as five percent. I've seen mm. them out there. You can get money market accounts almost as high as five percent. So in our particular case, we started talking about that oh, probably a little over a year ago. Let's look at our bond position. Is there something, because we know interest rates are going to rise, we, we, we think we're, the bond market's going to go down, what alternatives can we look at to kind of maybe get some more diversification there and take some risk out of your portfolio? In our case, when people came in, we started talking those instruments because the interest rates were going up on, on, on that side. So we kind of pulled back on the, on the bond investing for that, for that particular year. Makes a lot of sense, Kevin, and uh, worthwhile to kind of ponder that a little bit deeper uh, as we go through the show today. But let's move to another dad joke and the financial lessons from it. What did the duck say after he went shopping? Well, I'm assuming he had to put it on his bill, right? Mm, yes. Yeah, I was going to yeah. guess something with uh, with bill, but yeah. Put it, put it on the bill. Put it on my bill, is what he said. A lot of people uh, are probably used to saying that, aren't they? Well, they are. I mean, it's 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 easy to do that, as we know. So there's, you know, there's some good uses for credit and bad uses for credit. If you remember, Walter, do you remember? Because I've talked about this two or three times on the radio show. What's the highest credit card debt that I've seen that somebody's come into my you, you, office? You were talking uh, like, you know, six six figures, right? Yeah, two hundred thousand. Two hundred. That's right. So that's you know that's not necessarily a good a good thing to get in. It's not, not great. a good thing, good good thing to get yeah. in. But there are some good uses for debts. What would you think would be one of them? Well, like I mean, I think having having house debt is okay, right? Or if yeah. it helps, maybe you leverage something else. Yeah. Well, you have you you did it yourself, right? You just purchased the yeah. house, mm -hmm. so you're building equity along the line. You you have a place to live. Maybe some people will take out a loan to finance a business venture, start mm -hmm. your own business. How about you? You're out the, of that. That debt was better when it was two point seven five percent versus what it is now. But it was much better. <laughs> yes. Right now, I've seen debt as far as you know the rates as eight percent. Yeah, we luckily got in before that the eight percent mark, but we're we're yeah. definitely much higher yeah. than that two seven five. So you know, there's some examples of good debt. Maybe you take out a loan to pay for your college. Now you're you're up and running. Mm -hmm. But the bad debt is what people typically you know when they come into my office. It's typically what I'm seeing. And a couple of things I'm going to see is maybe they're going to, you know, take out a high interest loan to pay off a credit card debt. That doesn't necessarily make sense because all you're doing is kicking a can down the road. Yeah. And the other one people are seeing right now is the variable interest rate. So back, you, you just said it a second ago. So maybe a couple of years ago, they took out a rate because it was 2%, and they, but 
you know, that's variable. They didn't expect it to go up as high as it is now. We just had somebody come in our office yesterday. That's why I'm, I'm talking about this. It was 7.75%. Started at 25 now oh, it's up wow. to 7.75. So the, the, the emphasis now, how do we pay that loan up? Because the, the interest is getting, you know, quite a bit higher. So those things, you know, debt. Don't put things on debt, um, you know, on your credit card and those types of things and let it get out of control. If you're the type of person like I do, you know, I use the credit card and I pay it off every month, I have no issues with that. But if you're continually building up your credit card debt because you don't have to make that minimum payment, somewhere down the road it's going to bite you and you don't want to be in that position. So be careful of your debt because that can overwhelm you when you get into retirement and you want to start retiring. And now all of a sudden we have to think, how do I pay off that credit card debt before you get into retirement age? Or how can I pay it off maybe over four or five years? Because guess what that takes? That takes income. So we need to build more income into your portfolio going into retirement. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So debt is, you know, be as debt-free as you can and and be responsible when you're going down that road. All right, Kevin, we're having this uh, fun on Father's Day today with some dad jokes about money and seeing what lessons we can draw from them. I was going to wait to give the uh, information to contact you again a little longer, Kevin, but since we just talked about procrastination, I don't want to wait uh, to do that again. (laughs) So yeah, if you're looking to stop procrastinating your financial uh, decisions and some of those important choices you got to make to get ready for retirement and plan better for your financial future, reach out to Kevin again, 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's your financial coach at Insight Folios based in Pinconning, but serving you throughout the Tri-City area. Hop on up, say hello anytime. 888-885-PLAN is the number. You can also email Kevin at InsightFolios.com. That's Kevin at InsightFolios.com. All right, last uh, dad joke for you, and this one's, I think, actually a good one. Why are Irish bankers so successful? (laughs) Because your capital's always doubling. That's right. right. The capital's always doubling. (laughs) Doubling. (laughs) That's a funny one, yeah. That's just a good one, right? Yeah, 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 it is. So what are we talking about doubling here? What do you you think, Walter? I I think you're going to go down the route of the rule of 72, would be my guess. I am exactly down that route. You're right. So how old are you right now? Uh, 70, no, uh, 35. You're 72, 35, all right. <laughs> That'll make so, the math easy for you, right? Yeah, 35, so 30 years out from now, you're going to be 65, right? Yes, Some, so somewhat not, retirement age. Yeah. We'll see in 30 years what that's defined as. But Exactly. So if I ask you, Walter, if we go back 30 years, what has the S&P 500 return as an annualized average over those, including dividends over those 30 years? Like around 10%, right? 9.8. 9.8, okay. So if we use the rule of 72, let's tell people, okay. let me let you tell people what the rule of 72 and let's use 10%. Okay. All right, I know this involves a little bit of math. I think the formula is you take the amount of years and you divide it by 72. So if we do the, you take the, interest, uh, the, the, the interest rate and yep. divide it by 72, that gives us the amount of years that our money will take to double. So 10 divided by 72, that's an easy one, 7.2. So how many seven years? Now we're going to give you another math question here, Walter, before you're 65. Uh, So I've got 30 years divided by 7.2. And so that would be what? Like uh, seven times three is 27, a little over three times. So three doubles in. Yeah. Now, assume you're... We'll we'll call it only three and give us a a little buffer, right? Yep, yep. So if you had, let's say you had 250,000 saved now, that's 500, right? Mm -hmm. That's a million, and then that's what? Oh, and then then two million. Two million, right? Oh, because it's not just doubling from the original, but on top of what it is. Yeah, so let's assume that you're 18. 
how many doubles? You have a lot more, right? Oh, a whole lot more, yeah. So if you have kids, I think this is the thing about doubling that we're talking about. You got six, you have, six and a half doubles in you yeah, at that point. Yeah, exactly. Say you have children, and they're 14, 15 years old, and they're working. They have legitimate income. They're mowing lawns, they're delivering papers, whatever they're doing out there. Shows my age, right? Delivering papers. Somebody does that <laughs> I, I think it still happens. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> lady, but, um, lady at church last week said uh, said that some real nice neighbor of hers, uh, she, she was calling someone out in, in, in a good way and saying, um, sometimes when it rains, uh, my newspaper just magically appears on my porch and I don't have to walk all the way out to the end of the driveway to pick up my mail. And I don't know who does oh, nice. it, but I'm very thankful for that person. Nice. So somebody's still throwing mail into a driveway. Yeah, There you go. So if we have a younger person, let's say that, you know, they're 12, 13, 14, 15 years old and they get a legitimate job and have legitimate income, they can open up a Roth IRA. Now a Roth IRA is what? Tax-free, whatever mm-hmm. it goes to. So you take that young person and just go to any income calculator. I mean, um, any calculator out there and put in they earn 9.8%, use the rule of 72, they will have millions just starting out with 500 bucks to start this thing and then ongoing throughout their, their lifetime. And the yeah. reason is because they have a lot more doubles in us. So the longer you wait, you know, the less opportunity you're going to have to double in, the, in that particular instance we're talking about. So getting started young is always critical. And that's why I love when we have parents or grandparents in here, we'll go down that avenue. Hey, is your, are your kids working? Let's show them this and let's get them involved in the investing at a young age because it carries forward. And a lot of times helps them, you know, retire earlier and get some involved in investing stuff that does not being taught in school. It's always a fun a fun thing for me to do when we get the grandkids in here and we start doing some planning for them and at the beginning they're like why are you bringing him in here this doesn't apply to me but at the end normally their eyes light up and they said i can accumulate that kind of money yes you can and in the major factor here is because you're young and you're starting young so let's let's get our kids involved in something like that so we don't have to rely so much on you know because the pensions are gone or we don't have to rely on inheritances all those things let's get them started young get them get them set on a good path and get some good habits going i know when we, whenever we talk about legacy like yeah passing on money to the next generation it can can be great can be wonderful and supportive but man, yeah, an even better way to leave a legacy to that next generation is to pass along any financial knowledge that you've accumulated over the years. And one of those reasons I found, Kevin, is because you can pass that along when they're younger, at an earlier age. Yes. You know, my grandmother, I've probably told this story before on the show, but in case we've got new listeners, I'll just throw it out there. Um, I just thought it was so neat. I got to see her uh, two weekends ago, Kevin. It was great to visit visit with her. Got to fly back to New Jersey, and uh, she's in an assisted living home now, but we got to go and play cards. Her favorite thing is to play rummy, although we had a big argument because for 35 years, I've been learning how to play rummy one way, and all of a sudden, she just changed the rules <laughs> completely, and I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, we've been playing rummy one way for, for as long as I've been alive, and she was just like dead set against me that, no, 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 this is the way we've always played, so. It was uh, it was it was good stuff. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. But she would teach. She would use Rummy to teach me math and to teach me about investing and financial principles. And you know, here I am at like six, seven, learning how to play Rummy with her, and she's talking to me about IRAs and investing and saving for retirement and stocks and you know all that good stuff. Passing along just great, invaluable information at a young age. So that can be really valuable. So I love uh, kind of sharing that story a little bit and passing well, on her legacy too. That's funny. When my great grandmother now had um, reunion parties, be you know, there's over a hundred of us grandkids, so it gives you an idea how big these parties were. 
we always had wicked poker games. And at, I don't know, nine, 10 years old, I was involved in playing poker. So that was always a lot of fun. When we, when, so I started learning about that's money even more, at nine or 10, right? That's even yeah. more fun than, yeah, uh, than Rummy uh, right there, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. That's it was great. good times, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, if you've got questions about anything you've heard so far on the show today, hope you enjoyed some of those dad jokes along with us and the financial lessons from them. Uh, give Kevin a call if you've got those questions on your mind. Uh, it doesn't cost anything to have a conversation and uh, begin a uh, chat about your financial future, about retirement. How can you improve? How can you uh, prevent procrastination from sinking your portfolio and other mistakes that others commonly make? You can be ahead of the curve and not have to learn from those mistakes yourself. Call 888-885-PLAN if you want to get in touch. That's 888-885-7526. He's your financial coach in Pinconning, serving you throughout the Tri-City area, of course. 888-885-PLAN is the number. Insightfolios.com, the web address if you want to check Kevin out online. More coming up on today's show, so stay with us. We're going to continue to talk about the qualities uh, that money has and why that's an important discussion, and maybe answer a listener question or two before we wrap up for the week as well. All that and more straight ahead, so stay tuned. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. What's that old naval acronym? Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, that's the one. Keep listening to Simply Financial. Discover a simpler approach to investing. Thanks for joining us today on Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt. It is great to be with you today alongside Kevin Ray. He's your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving the Tri-City area. Kevin's got about three decades of experience in the financial planning world, navigating people through retirement. And hey, what you know, that's the book that Kevin co-authored, Navigating Through Retirement. If you want a copy of that, give him a call and uh, he might be able to hook you up there. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Want to talk to you, Kevin, about the the qualities of money. This is one of those sort of foundational topics, if you will, that we kind of bring up every once in a while here on the show, just in case people haven't heard it before. So if you've never kind of had anybody talk to you about the qualities of money and put that in perspective for you, to me, Kevin, it's kind of an eye-opening uh, an eye-opening topic in conversation. The first time we ever did this conversation, it was just kind of like a light bulb moment, I think, in my financial life in understanding of like what's possible. Why is the financial world the way it is? Why are investments like they are? This helped put kind of all of it into some context. So I always look okay. forward to this one. Uh, all right. So first of all, what are the three qualities of money that should be represented in nearly every investment plan? Well, that's a that's a very good question. I call them the three worlds of money when people come in. Three right? worlds right. of so money. We're, okay. We're, yeah. We're, we're, mm -hmm. we're pretty close here. So there's going to be growth. Obviously, we need growth to get you to retirement. Safety. We need money set aside for just emergencies. And there's got to be liquidity. You need to get access to money. So almost everything that we talk about when you come into the office is going to, going to involve growth, safety, and liquidity. See, that's what's so foundational about this, I think, because it just it's that simple. Like literally anything you pick is going to kind of fit into one of those three buckets. So growth, safety, and liquidity. Now, I bet a lot of people come in, Kevin, and if they understand that concept, they're like, great, yeah, I want all three of those things. I want my money to grow, but I want it to be safe, and I want to be able to have access to it whenever I want to. Sounds amazing. It's got to exist, right? Is there a single investment that achieves all those qualities? Sounds good, doesn't it? It does, yeah. But, but there is not. So when we talk about the world of growth, you know, the growth, you know, you always hear after commercials, right? This is not guaranteed, not FDIC insured, all those other types of things. So we know that it doesn't have the safety aspect to it. So when there's one investment, you're typically going to, you're going to find they have two out of the three. So no matter what investment you look at in the three worlds of mm -hmm. money, as we call it, you're typically going to have two out of three. You're either going to have 
growth and liquidity or maybe safety or, or, or what have you. And we can get into that a little further if you want. But those three things, you cannot have all three in one particular investment. So that's the balance. We can't yes. have all three in one investment. And the reason why, folks, is just because that's how people create a market, right? Like these things have to balance out. So if you want to trade off growth, you can get the safety and liquidity. You want to trade off the safety, you can get the other two. So lots of investments out there can hit on two of those items. It's just all three aren't achievable because the one has to kind of balance out this whole risk versus reward that makes up the investing and the financial world. So let's dive into some specific examples because I think that's what really drives it home for people and why these things kind of fit into these different worlds. So what are some examples of different investments that achieve those different qualities? If you want to kind of walk through each, uh, each, each of these categories or combinations one by one. Sure. So if we're looking at safety and liquidity, what comes to mind, Walter? So we've got safety, liquidity, but no growth, right? No growth. Okay. No growth. Yep. Uh, or, or very little growth. Little growth. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of cash, first of all, right? Like it's yep. it's relatively safe in the bank, despite the news earlier this year of you know banks collapsing and whatnot. But for the most Correct. part, we consider that safe. And I can go to the bank and get a bunch of money today if I need to, right? Yeah. So it has safety and has liquidity, meaning liquidity. If you have, you know, $10,000 in the bank, you have the FDIC insurance behind it, or you have maybe in the money market, those types of things, you're getting very little interest on, on the savings account, obviously, but you're not going to grow in there. But if you want your money, you can go down, walk down to the corner bank today and get your money out. Mm. So that has the, the liquidity that most people are looking for. Now, what would we use this for? So we're going to use safety in liquidity, when you come into my office, we're going to put that as your emergency fund. Because, you know, we need to get the liquidity aspect of it. We need to get at that in the, in the case of emergency. Makes you know, sense, you, yeah. You have uh, health issues where you're not going to be working. You're out in disability. You need new, a new roof. You need a new car. Whatever it is, we need access to that particular money. And we're going to look at banks typically in that case. Because when people come in, I say, who do you bank with? Mm. Let's start building that emergency fund. Number one, we're going to have safety. Number two, we're going to have liquidity for those emergencies that are going to pop up from time to time, um, you know, going into life. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect, go ahead. I was going to say, so it's, it's emergencies, but also like just needing quick, uh, like short-term access to it. I'm thinking of my, my parents as they're getting ready to retire. They're looking for a new car. They want to buy a new car at the beginning of their retirement to do cross-country trips to come visit me and all other family members. And they just want a nice, comfortable car. And they've my mom's been driving a beater for the last 20 years. And she's like, I'm getting a new car when I retire. That's her dream. And so, but they were kind of like, but we want to, shouldn't we invest? We have cash to buy this car. Shouldn't we invest it? And I was like, I wouldn't because you need the money pretty soon. You're looking, you could buy one this weekend if the right car comes along. So you need access to that quickly. And the stock market, if it drops, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, now we can't afford the car that we need right now. And so that was, is that the sort of the other lens, like anything you need short term timeline or access to that's also that's it's not necessarily an emergency fund but in that same vicinity well it is short term is, is that's a really good example walter so if you're needing money in the next six months maybe one year you shouldn't be invested in the market because that market goes up and down every day so you could you know you could lose 20 30 percent in the next year we don't know so if we're earmarking that money like in walter's case for a car yeah i want to keep it in the bank so you can go down the bank get it purchase that car probably save a bunch of money on interest uh, rates right now and then have access to it so i always tell people two years if we need to 
have money one to two years, we're probably going to leave it in the bank just for that liquidity aspect of it. And if we know it's going to come down the road, whatever expenses out there, we're going to earmark that there and we're going to put it someplace earning a little bit of money, but liquidity is, is is top dog in this particular instance. Okay, good examples across the board. So that's safety and liquidity. Check those, but no growth. Let's mix it up now, Kevin, and say we've got the growth back and we're keeping liquidity. So those are two good things and a, a powerful combo. But we lose out a little bit on the safety side of things. What are we dabbling in now? Well, so we hear growth, so we should be thinking stocks, bonds, mutual funds, but there's no safety net. So mm -hmm. we know that the market, if you're going to get involved into the market, it's going to go up and down. But on the other hand, you just said it, Walter, you have liquidity. So let's just say that you invest into a mutual fund or a stock or a bond. You're going to take the risk of the market. So this should be a long-term investment, two years plus at least in, when you come into my office. And the reason is because if it goes down, we got time to recruit. But it does have liquidity, meaning that, you know, if you put it into a, a stock, you can buy that stock today and sell it tomorrow. If you put it into a bond, most bonds, you can do the same or a bond fund or mutual funds, those types of things. But the, the liquidity is there but the safety is not. So these are what we consider long-term investments because we just want to set it and forget it because these long-term investments, we mentioned it early in the show, the S&P 500 has returned 9.8% over the last 30 years. But there's been periods in that 30 years, like 2020 during the pandemic, where you're down probably 30%. So we need time. If you're going to go down that that growth and liquidity aspect of it, we need time and we need time to ride out those roller coaster rides. And over time, those that roller coaster ride will smooth out much more, say over the next 10, 15 years, that it's going to be the next five years. So that's why if you're going down the growth and liquidity ladder, you need time on your hand and you need time to get to the top of that ladder, which is going to be your retirement. Fantastic. This is uh, great information so far. Again, if you've got any questions for Kevin, give him a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. All right, so we've covered safety and liquidity, having investments in those categories, growth and liquidity. Now let's drop the liquidity and go growth and safety. So those are two really nice things to have. And, and I experienced this earlier this year, Kevin, actually, or maybe it was late last year, but kind of experienced a little bit of that, uh, th this category of had some growth and some safety in an account, but then when I needed the money, it was a bit of a rude awakening how long it was taking to get it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You're giving up liquidity, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's nice and fuzzy when the market goes backwards because you got safety. You're not worried mm -hmm. about it. You got some growth. So what are we looking at? What kind of investments? We're looking at annuities. So let's look at annuities today. You can get, you know, five, five and a half percent on like a five-year annuity today. So you have the growth that's going to come. So you know you're going to earn, in this case, 5% for the next five years. You have the safety aspect of it because there's some guarantees there with annuities. But if you need your money out of that annuity before age 59 and a half, there's two penalties that you got to worry about. So the first one is 59 and a half. If you take money out of there prior to 59 and a half, you're going to pay a 10% penalty to Uncle Sam just for taking out before you reach age 59 and a half. There are some circumstances if you're disabled and those types of things that, that you don't have to worry about that. And then the other thing is all annuities have what's called a surrender fee with them. And the surrender fee says this, it's a, it's a schedule. So over those five years, if you get out of that annuity early, there's going to be a penalty for you to get out of that. So there may be two penalties. If you're under 59 and a half, the 10% penalty. If you're over 59 and a half and you don't want to keep it that five years, you're going to pay a penalty back to 
the insurance company. And then there's other things. So real estate, CDs, you know, you can get decent rates in CDs, some um, uh, real estate investment trusts, all those kind of things have some sort of growth and safety in them, depending on which avenue you're going down. But the liquidity is going to be the asset. So we know liquidity is going to come into play. So it depends on what avenue you go down. So if you go down that five-year annuity, we know you got limited access to it for the first five years. Most annuities, you can access 10% without a penalty. Anything up above that, there's some of these insurance companies, Walter, are going to charge 10% and it's going to work its way down to nine, eight, seven. Some start at five. They're all over the place. And if you have a 10-year annuity, then you have to leave it there 10 years without having those penalties. Same thing with CDs, they have penalties and some some real estate and those types of things. You don't have the liquidity you're looking for, but you do have the the growth and safety and, and a lot of that stuff. So you got to give and take on all things. That's why when you come into the office, you know, we're going to look at, all right, what do we need for the emergency fund? What are we looking long term? And what are we looking for that, you know, that you want to have uh, access to maybe five, 10 years that's going to be safe? So all of those things come into play in the planning process. It's like different buckets of money. And we look at it that way. So we need so much in this bucket, so much in that bucket, and so much in this bucket. And then we put it in an overall plan. And once we get it in that plan, you can see how they're going to benefit you uh, going forth and getting to and through retirement. Very good. Again, the number to call if you've got questions for Kevin to learn how to do just that, get to and through retirement, pick up the phone and dial 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick note. Kevin will follow back up with you. 888-885-PLAN is the number. Kevin, last thought on this conversation. Do you find that uh, people often put too much emphasis on one of these qualities over the other, like maybe I want too much growth, and they're not focused on the safety and the liquidity aspects. I'm guessing there's a decent balance that each of these kind of plays in a portfolio in, the, in a proper way. Yeah, it's either, it's normally I want growth, 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 and we're gonna you know no matter what age it is, we're looking for growth or safety. Gotcha. Okay. So it's it's usually tipped one or the other. So let's look at the safety aspect of it. We call it lazy money here in the show, Walter. You got, you know, we have somebody come in the office the other day at $250,000 in the bank and it drove me crazy because it was in a savings account earning underneath a half a percent. And I'm like, that's just lazy money. It's not working for you. It's not getting fatter, by the way, either, um, because it's not even keeping up with inflation. There's things that you can do with that money and still have the safety aspect of it, like CDs or annuities, those types of things. And then grow it a lot faster. And then the other people that come in, they, they've been in stocks their whole life. They want to remain in stocks their whole life. And then when they get to retirement, their mindset doesn't change and they think stock, stock, stocks, I got to have growth. Well, growth is good in retirement, but you still got to have income because once you stop working, your paychecks stop. Now you got to put those growth investments that's gotten you to retirement to work to produce the income. So it takes a different mindset there too. So don't concentrate on one or the other as the best alternative. There's probably a mix of all three that will fit in most people's portfolios when we sit down and we start doing that planning process. That makes sense. You have to have emergency money. You know, there probably should be some that's got some safety involved in it too and some growth. And there's gonna be some that, you know, liquidity is gonna be an issue. It just depends on what road you're trying to go down, how you're getting into retirement, how much shortfall you have that we have to fill with your investments. And once you do that planning process, the plan will guide you and say, all right, if we put X here, X here, X here, it all makes sense. And then 
you can see it in the simplicity tree plan that we do. All right, it's going to get you to and through retirement, and that's going to give you the confidence that you needed. And I think that's what most people like or when they come into the office. That's the one thing I think we're a little bit different than most advisors. We show how each one can produce income, whether it works, whether it doesn't, whether it fills that shortfall, whether it doesn't. We don't ask how you feel about risk here because we want to solve. We're looking for a very specific number. What do you absolutely positively have to earn on your investments going forward so you don't run out of money. And once we figure that out, then the investments come easier and then people understand it that way. Fantastic, Kevin, and very helpful to get this layout. Again, this is why it's one of my favorite topics to discuss, uh, kind of learning about these qualities of money, or as Kevin likes to call it, the three worlds of money, safety, liquidity, and growth. If you need help bringing all of those things into balance inside of your portfolio, again, easy to get in touch with Kevin, have a conversation about your financial plan. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's a financial coach at Inside Folios, runs the uh, the team in the Pinconning office serving the Tri-City area, born and raised in the area, and has over three decades of experience helping people plan for retirement. Number to call once again is 888-885-PLAN. Find out where you are right now through a visit and a conversation and a meeting with Kevin and what you need to do to have a successful financial future and retirement. 888-885-PLAN is the number. More to come on today's show, so stay tuned. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. It's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. And Kevin, since we are kind of at that start of summer, even though at the beginning of the show today, you were ready to be at the end of summer with your you need to slap me. verbal slip up. My gosh, you were ready to fast forward through the warm months here. You know, anyone who's listened to this show for a while knows I used to hate the summer, Kevin. You know, I'd be like, I'm ready for fall as soon as we hit June. But now that I live in Colorado, I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with some warm months for a little while before yeah. we settle in for the it's long still, winter again. It's a little different, right? <laughs> That's yeah. right. Slightly different perspective. Uh, so yeah, let's not fast forward through summer. But since we're at the beginning of summer, Connie and I are starting to get the itch almost every evening. We kind of give each other this look and they're like, you want to go get some ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's just that it's natural when it gets warm outside to start getting those kinds of cravings. So question this week is, uh, what's what's one of the best ice cream experiences you've ever had? Just either the best tasting ice cream or just the best moment of ice cream that you've ever had. Take us take us down memory lane, perhaps. Well, here in town, in Pink County, we have what's called Pirtles. It's been been here for, I think, since the 1930s or 40s. A long time, but they got the best ice cream. Lynette loves the Michigan Pothole, which is all different kinds of chocolate. That's a great name for ice cream, by the way. Yeah, Michigan Pothole, yep. And then I like the strawberry cheesecake oh, that's that good. they have in there, you know, and um, it, just, it tastes very, very good to me. I'm not a huge ice cream fan, but when I do, I, uh, I'll go there and I'll get that. Or I just found something in our local store here called gelato water oh yeah that's and good the, stuff and the vanilla bean gelato i can't get enough of that i really really like that so i got to stay away from the store otherwise my waist will start expanding um, yeah i got yeah. hooked on to is it talenti is that the brand it is yeah it is. it's a, that's the brand i got hooked on their coffee ice cream during the pandemic and it was the results were not pleasant <laughs> no no the, Oh, that's so good. Yes. It is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to take ice cream to the next level, go have some gelato. That is for sure. That's pretty cool. Uh, I would say one of my best ice cream moments or memories was um, uh, near San Francisco. Uh, we It was when I was in college and I was there for a journalism uh, competition thing. And on one of the off days, I rented a bike. Um, you can rent bikes along the Fisherman's Wharf. 
and ride it. And we rode it along the wharf over the Golden Gate Bridge, which is a great experience. And then you get to ride it downhill all the way into the town of Sausalito, which feels like you've been transported to Italy uh, with the way that the houses are built into the mountainside there. And it's just this cute little downtown right on the water, lots of cool restaurants and shops. And then while you're waiting for the ferry to come and pick you up to take you back across to where the bike rental place was, uh, you've got enough time to grab some ice cream. And so it was just really fun after that bike ride, a very epic going over the Golden Gate Bridge, sitting out there with the breeze and the sunshine um, and just enjoying an ice cream cone and then hopping on a boat and taking the boat back to the back to San Francisco. It's just a really cool ice cream mm. experience to just do that loop in that routine. It's like, wow, that was a really fun two hours, you know, just a lot, a lot of, to experience and kind of absorb. So that's one of, one that always resonates with me. Yeah. That was funny. Cause you know, we're talking purdles here. I can remember my dad taking me in there and that's probably five years old. So that was a long time ago. And I can, you know, purdles is just the place to go around here because they got really good ice cream and yeah, those bring back all the memories we've, Used to stop there all the time uh, when we were kids. That was kind of our special thing. And then after ball games, we played Little League, too. Uh, nice. With uh, all us all guys, that was our treat. If we won a game, we all went to Purtles. So, yeah. That's awesome. I don't remember. There's a couple of ice cream shops it looks like down uh, in Sausalito. I don't remember exactly which one it was. It might have been Lappert's, I want to say, Lappert's ice cream. So, uh, but you got a couple of couple of options out there. So, if you yeah. ever if anyone wants to duplicate that, you got a couple of different places you could grab some ice cream. Looks like they got a gelato place down there too. Kevin, which makes That's my new favorite, which stuff. makes oh, sense. Yeah. So yeah. next time you're uh, out in California, which I don't think you get out there too often, but uh, if, it, if you ever find yourself in San Francisco, go rent the bike right over the Golden Gate Bridge and get some ice cream. I'll have to do that. Do Sounds it. like fun. It'll be the best thing you do in San Francisco. I guarantee you. <laughs> um, all right. More to come on today's show. We will get uh, back to a little financial talk to wrap things up coming up in just a moment. Stay tuned. Physics encompasses the entire universe, from quantum particles to supernovas, from spinning electrons to spinning galaxies. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Before we say goodbye for the week, I want to get a question from Bill here as we open up the mailbag with Kevin Ray here on Simply Financial. You can submit questions by emailing Kevin. It's kevin at insightfolios.com. Bill says, I've normally been opposed to putting money in CDs, but my bank is currently offering a one-year CD at 5.25%. That seems pretty good, right? Well, Bill, that is, a, that is a pretty good rate. And we just talked about the three worlds of money. So this is going to kind of tie right into that. So if you're thinking about putting money in that one-year CD, now this is money you set aside, liquidity issues here. So you can't touch it for one year. So if you're fine with that, that's that's one of the um, things that you should look at. The other thing is, is it's, it's safe. As long as it's under $250,000, it has the FDIC insurance. But we have the growth, right, Walter? And then we have the safety, but we're giving up what? Liquidity. Liquidity. Yeah. There you go. I passed so the quiz. This, <laughs> yeah, this goes right into it. There's nothing wrong, in my opinion, with earning five and a quarter percent. And this is short-term money because we know it's probably going to be, or you said it's going to be a one-year CD. So short-term money, earning five and a quarter percent, that's a pretty doggone good rate in, in, in my estimation. And I would have no qualms with you doing that. Just realizing that you, you know, you, you don't have access for to it for a year. And if you're putting a whole, you know, a, a big sum of money in there, maybe a portion of it would, would be going there and a portion would go for the growth, depending on what you need it. So 
it's it's a, a trickier question than what it sounds like. So depending on how much you want to invest, but there's nothing wrong with earning five and a quarter in my estimation. Yeah, it's a great, great point and a good question, Bill. Thanks for sending that one in. Sometimes that's as easy as it is to start the conversation with Kevin. Like it's just a question like that that you might have on your mind. Hey, I've got this CD. I've got this annuity. I've got this stock. I've got this thing. Uh, my brother told me this. My cousin said that. Whatever the case may be, um, that's how a lot of these conversations start with Kevin. And the cool thing is they blossom into full-blown financial plans where then you really have confidence in where you're headed into your financial future. And so if you'd like to begin one of those conversations and see if you'd be a good fit to work with Kevin and if he can help you out, the number to call is 888-885-PLAN. It's that easy. 888-885-7526. You're talking to a local Kevin's born and raised in Pinconning. Three decades of experience helping families get to and through retirement. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-PLAN. Kevin, this was a fun show. Appreciate all of your guidance. Happy Father's Day to all of our listeners out there as well. And hey, we'll do another good show next week. I'm looking forward to it. You have a good day. You as well. That's Kevin O'Malter. We'll see you next time right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.